I was going to say, just real quick, I think the only way the scene could have been better if Aaron was like, you know what, Connie? I love you, bro. You can't have the Titan. He's like, Sasha, you too. You're awesome. He's like, Armin Mikasa. It goes without saying. And he's like, Sean, I just got one thing to say to you. Just pulls out a knife and stabs him in the stomach. He's like, bro, I always hated you. <laughs> stab, stab. And then uh, this is back for scout yeah. training. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, That's all I got to say. All right. Anyways, oh, uh, back to man. you. to Sasagayo Sundays. On this show, we'll be discussing the final season of Tekken Titan. I'm your host, David, and joining today, we have Taylor. Hello. Next up, we have Justin. Hey, guys. Next up, we have Ku. <clears throat> hello. And finally, we have Sasha. Hello. Hello. And guest appearances by Stren. Thanks, man. All right. Oh, it feels nice to be recognized. Yes, of course. So... I don't really remember much from this episode. I feel like nothing really happened. And so many Oh my god. Sorry, ass. That, that's exactly so, so what happened and what's important. Let me know. All right, let, let's go to our official AOT expert panel. Taylor and Justin, would you please kick us Justin, off? Justin, you're so manner? good at summarizing things. No, I can hop in. <laughs> if I must. Okay. Um. So. This episode was a bit interesting in the sense of we had a lot of information happening across both two years prior to the, you know, Marley attack, which we just saw earlier in the season here. And then we also had a time skip to like one year earlier. Um, but basically this week's episode uh, started off with Aaron, you know, talking to himself in the like basement prison that he's currently in, staring into the mirror saying, you know, fight, Tatake, Tatake over and over but this time we notice that hanji is actually down there with him and she kind of you know comes up there and she's like well, who are you talking to like why are you saying fight like more than once like actually, what really type like, of two fights that scene <laughs> just yeah no it's Kanji it's a great scene out. <laughs> yeah and it, it totally fits to you know hanji as well just like kind of always in people's business and just like kind of like just really quirky, I guess, kind of to her, like, scientific nature. Um, but I think the main takeaway that from that interaction was we get Hanji asking Aaron, like, why he did, you know, what he did. Why did he go to Marley by himself? And Aaron kind of, you know, kind of flies off the handle where he's like, you know, I had to do what nobody else was willing to do. And he gets, like, yes. really, like, vocal with Hanji and, like, um, really just up in her face. Yeah, exactly, too. Um, Subarashi. and so that kind of develops further into Hanji being like, you know, like what happened to you, Aaron? Like what changed? Like, I remember back when you were younger, like, you know, we would spend the nights outside together and I'd be talking to you about Titans for hours. And, you know, she kind of admittedly says like, I don't know if you were listening cause you never, you know, said anything, but you would at least put up like with my stories and stuff. Um, which again, you know, typical to Hanji's character of just being like really passionate about mm -hmm. Titans and, and those kind of areas. Um, but the last piece that I'll touch upon there is that um, with Aaron being like very vocal and like all up in Hanji's business, we get this um, really kind of perspective of Aaron where he is going to continue to do what he wants to do regardless of what anyone says. And he specifically touches upon like, hey, I have the Warhammer Titan now. Like I can basically like transform anywhere. And it's like 
this prison isn't keeping me in. I'm just choosing to stay here. So it's a really powerful scene where, you know, he's just showing like, there's nothing you guys can do to stop me. Like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do at the end of the day. And then specifically, we have that one scene where um, when Aaron's kind of at this peak like anger, he almost, you know, turns into a titan with how pissed off he is at Hanji and like questioning him and his like modes of um, execution for how they move forward. Um, and then apart from that, uh, we transfer into um, the Azumabito clan arriving. So that's the clan from, um, from what from, is from Japan. Made up Japan. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Like yeah or something. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, the Mizuru clan. Um, and through that series of events, you know, that the reason that they show up is that um, through Yelena and some of the other um, supporters that defected from Marley, they had finished building the port in Paradis. And so um, the Mizuru clan and the Azumabitos, they're like the one last country that doesn't like absolutely hate Paradis, like everybody else in the world and, and fears them. Um, but basically they show up, they kind of allude to, you know, they've been filled in on Zeke's plan and what he thinks they need to do to um, basically establish dominance in the world again. And they kind of touch upon, you know, the rumbling, which involves both the founding Titan and the individual of royal blood. But more interestingly, the big thing that we learned from this Mizuru clan is that Mikasa is actually the heir or like royalty to them. And she shows um, the yes. tattoo of the three yes. swords that she has. Um, and I don't know, for, for anime onlys, was that something that was like surprising for you guys? Did you like that reveal? Did you feel kind of like, oh, this is a very convenient thing? It felt like, convenient, thing? yes. Like, because we already have... Historia being a royal, we have Zeke being royal. It's like, well, why not just have another royal while we're at it? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and it's something... It... Yeah, go ahead, Sasha. I just think the context was not provided by the anime because apparently in the manga, the symbol was shown on her wrist and then it was covered up. And you're given that information in terms of, okay, there's something about the symbol, but she's just keeping it covered up. Whereas in the anime, right, they just showed her like knitting or whatever it was with her mom and they don't really mention it ever again so if we had had that context with being anime only i think that moment becomes like whoa this is a flashback all the way or a drawback all the way to you know five six years ago but now it's just kind of it, it felt awkward like david said like almost cheapened um so I, th I think the context could have been pulled off a lot better for anime only well and that thing too is like the royalty it gives them like leverage over like the the not japan country so it's like it just gives them almost like a freebie basically we'll see yeah i i think even something as like a, a manga reader is definitely something that i won't say i was like really really disappointed with but it did just feel really convenient even as a manga reader at the end of the day of like, oh, hey, you have the, you know, the three main trios. Aaron is basically Thanos who can just collect them all and, you know, go on this war path of destruction. And then now you have Mikasa who already has, you know, this um, illustrious Ackerman blood that we still don't know kind of like the full background behind. And then now, you know, she's also royalty of this like very kind of like isolated like Japanese country. And it's just very convenient that all of these things continue to to fall into place for the main like characters that Aaron surrounds himself with. Yeah, it's um, interesting. I actually that never bothered me at all. And I didn't really read it as royalty. From what I understood, she was just like the last surviving member in Paradise. And so she was like a person of interest. 
But they didn't say she was royalty. She's a director from the like the they call it the shogunate, basically like the ruling leader, the ruling yeah. clan, like of Japan, basically. So almost like royalty, or it's like like it's like military family. So it's still important. Yeah, she's important, but I didn't really think it was quite the same as like Historia becoming queen. I, I it didn't really have the same impact for me, and I didn't really like. Um, compare them with each other like on a similar I, level personally i think you, I don't, yeah i don't think you get doesn't like she got any powers from being descended. it's just like it's just the title so it's just like mm-hmm. getting conveniently mm-hmm. the title yeah yeah anyway. and i guess if anything it, it gives more kind of bargaining power now between paradis and uh the mizuru or azumabito clan so that kind of helps out in their favor in that sense um, but apart from there, uh, Kiyomi from the Azumabito clan, who, you know, we know from earlier this season when yeah. she had visited, uh, Willie in Marley and kind of, you know, left so, right like, before everything went down. Someone like guessed about that too, that she was looking for. I, I want to say it's Sash. Sasha guessed it. I no, think it was Sasha. Yeah. Someone, yeah. So I want to shout I out to whoever guessed that, it. Yeah. I knew she was suspicious. I don't think I knew she was an informant, but I knew for, for like, I, my instinct was she was going to be Warhammer or there's something fishy about her because... They, you know, they show who was it. Ku always mentions the loose ends, and they had a specific like scene of her being at that little gathering and then being like, "Yes, yes, I must go now. Goodbye, goodbye." So that's what's up, man. You just gotta, you know, potato. <laughs> potato, it is. Yes, and we will get to potatoes later in this episode, as we saw from flashbacks. Um, but before we get there, uh, the only other two pieces that I wanted to talk about um, or summarize in kind of like this meeting between the Osmodito clan and the Paradis um, kind of faction is we also get insight into the meeting between Zeke and Kiyomi and where um, Zeke kind of, you know, lays his cards on the table of like, hey, this is what I know about Paradis. This is what I know about, you know, this rumbling um, ability. Uh, but more so, he reveals to Kiyomi the 3D dimensional gear or the ODM gear. And it was really interesting to see the shock on Kiyomi's face. Um, and it was something that when I was talking to a friend, he was kind of interested in understanding like, well, how did Kiyomi potentially know like about the ODM gear, like did it basically entail that maybe um, Kiyomi had already planted spies in Marley that had like figured out that they knew, or I don't know, because they directly focused on her face, kind of like a shock. Oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking along lines of like, was was like was Mikasa's ancestors, like the Japanese side, were they involved in making the gear in the first place? Was it like passed from like yeah. some sort of like like japanese That's tech or something and, because and, and i can't remember if they ever explained that in the manga but i know there is a spin-off manga called attack on titan before the fall and they kind of allude to the creation of the one-dimensional gear in that manga but i don't know if that's directly canon or not because because i don't think because it sounds like the gear it was only made in paradise i don't think it was made in marley was it or am i getting that wrong uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, so then, it's just in um, paradise. Yeah. so it's yeah. just paradise, and like then they shouldn't have known. Well, and there should be no outside contact. So that's, I'm that's why I'm thinking maybe uh, it was some sort of Japanese tech. Yeah, so that definitely could be one. Thing. Maybe also that's um, why they want like the, the that resource, like the gas you use for the gear. Maybe, oh, maybe the ice why, burst stone. Maybe yeah. that's why they know how how valuable it is because they understand the tech, and that's why they want to monopolize it. 
Yeah, and that could be the reason of the whole background of like how the Osmobitos and the Fritz family kind of like, you know, decided to form a pact with each other back in the day because they realized how valuable um, that ice burst mineral is because it only is found on Paradis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as they kind of alluded to. Betray Paradis and they become known as the Osmochito family. Yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds you of um, Cold Geass where like they have a made up like metal or material that's like only found in the Dear Pacific like country, like the, the Sakura, uh, right? Whatever. In yeah. it reminds me of that. Like we're like the, the best same... material is from uh, the Avatar movie, Unobtainium. I think is what they called it. Unobtainium. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like lacking so much creativity, but just to give like this wow. grandiose, like, oh, of course, this you know one distinct area has this resource that can solve all these issues or problems, and this is how it's found. Um, just by that name but... alone, I would not want to get that. I'm like, no, I'll pass. You take that. <laughs> this is my cousin Billy. Um, he took it. <laughs> but the other thing I have to give a shout out to you for, Sasha, of sharing, you know, that one YouTube breakdown of this week's episode is I had totally forgot that the reason that Zeke has that um, 3D gear is because uh, in season two, if you all remember when he ran into Mike, one of the, the scout troops, he had killed Mike and took the 3D gear. Oh, I remember him. that part. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I, co- I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I, because I, I thought I remember that part too. Is he was it season two? I thought he was gonna use it to like mm-hmm. as a way to like, to uh, sabotage all the scouts way back when we thought it was just about fighting titans. <laughs> yeah, so that was something admittedly I had completely forgotten. So thank you, Sasha, for passing that along and you know making me look no as though I don't know as much as I do as a manga reader. So I need to step my game up. Anime only for life. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, that was actually really cool because I remember just being horrified when that happened. Because Mike, he was the guy who sniffed people, and I was like, "Oh man, this guy's you know like the cool side character, kind of creepy but kind of funny at the same time." I wouldn't mind watching him develop a little bit more. Oh my god, he's getting squeezed <laughs> to death by a giant monkey. Ah! Yeah, dude. dude, Zeke's yeah. beast time was so freaky the first time you saw it. Like, dude, it's still freaky, man. Look at that. I mean, is so... that thing popping your shower? Yep. <laughs> okay. Oh, I don't know but why um, yeah. Otherwise, the the last piece of kind of the meeting between the Azumabitos and Paradis would just be we now see this conflict of through Zeke's plan, they basically want to use Historia to one inherit the Titan uh, from Zeke, which, as we know, you know, inheriting a Titan limits your lifespan to thirteen years. And then the second piece is that because they need this royal blood to continue onwards, uh, Historia basically has to be a baby pumping machine and then you know in terms of keeping that beast titan within the family basically historia's ancestors are going to do the same thing that uh rod reese and who was trying to do the historia is this you know family members continuing to eat family members to retain uh both the founding titan and other titan powers so um that was something that i think we see the conflict where historia is kind of down to do it like she obviously doesn't want to do it but she is admittedly like kind of leaning towards that route but then you have aaron who is you know again visibly pissed off and does not want to do that i think he mentions the part of like what's the point of us you know following zeke's plan if we're not going to become free even after that like yes we can use this power to you know strike terror into the rest of the world but at the end of the day like we're still cattle so in aaron's mind that's not true freedom of what he's trying to accomplish uh just curious like any signs or 
episodes that focuses on Aaron's and his story's relationship? Are they just friends, or why is he so hell bent mm-hmm. on protecting her? Uh, well, I would say that I think that it's because of like more so what she represents, which is like mm-hmm. like like basically like his tenant that he believes in is is freedom. And so by basically shackling her to having to be a baby pumping machine, I think is what Justin called it. Yes. Um, <laughs> they're basically taking away her freedom. That's how I see it so far. Hmm. I think they're just yeah. friends. Yeah. Like he treats her yeah. like, like, like Connie and Sasha and, and John. Yeah. That too. Cause they're all in the original. Scouts. Yeah. But she means a lot more in the long run to the Eldian people and like, does, the history too. that she carries with her. There's a like, yeah. huge weight to yeah. that. So I think the big think, thing is like the fact that she's royalty is that she's yeah. probably breaking the cycle as royalty. Like he, Aaron has so much faith in her that she won't repeat kind of what the Fritz family was doing in the past. But yeah. oh, right. there was that one part. Well, when they when Aaron got did get kidnapped, and I think they were trying to feed Aaron to Historia, whatever. I think yep. there was that part where yeah. like where Aaron. That's when he was like really like desperate. I, th- I think he was like. He didn't want anything to do anymore, and and your story obviously had to like had to be the one to like to save him. Yeah, oh, I totally but... forgot about that. Like how emotionally devastated he was for like everything that he kind of had done up to that point. He was just begging like Historia to eat him. Oh, okay. So, so maybe no, it's, just, it's, it's just maybe, like maybe it's like he's trying to return a favor to her. Yeah. No, it just feels like he cares more about Historia than he does about like Mikasa uh, and Armin. Which is kind of weird because like they grew up together. Um, I think that's just because of what the plot's focusing on right now. Right. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, same. Like if Mikasa and Armin die, it'll be bad. But mm-hmm. the queen has that pure bloodline that they need in order to continue um, yeah. and right and fight for their freedom. Because I think what's coming up is the idea that to harken back to the beginning of the episode, I think why Aaron is just on the edge is because of the limited time he has left. And I think he realizes that more so than anybody else because he has Mm. these memories. He's lived through a lot already and nobody else seems to get that. Like nobody else is like, you know, this guy, he he might have PTSD and might be struggling with a lot, but he also has like two years left in his life. So uh, he's probably trying to get a sense of urgency here, which is why I think he's cutting corners with everybody. But to go back to Historia, I think he sees like, you know what? We have very limited options. And if, she's our only way out to build a brighter future unfortunately she's gonna have to be that ultimate sacrifice whereas you know you can't have armin or mikasa replace her which is why i think that bond is there for him because in a nutshell she represents the entire future of their people definitely mm-hmm. how much i was um, asked like how much time does because how much time does both aaron and zeke have because i keep forgetting like with these flashbacks like i guess like in the present time yeah like, so aaron has what, yeah, it two is years? confusing i'm not gonna lie so three years i think it's two or three because they talked yeah. about it when, i mean we'll get to it later when they talk about in the back of the train like who's gonna inherit aaron's titan um mm-hmm. yep i think he said like three years or something and you figured that was from roughly a year before the marley invasion okay so then what about, so, what about zeke is he like the same time as aaron or is he like is he like a little bit earlier or it might be a little bit earlier because obviously we see this like concern and because zeke's the one that is very vocal of like hey like someone needs to inherit my beast titan it needs to be you know historia to continue that royal bloodline so i would say he probably has like a year or maybe even less yeah i would agree with that that sounds right 
Um, so quick question then, for yeah. our panel. Uh, who do you guys predict is Historia's partner? Isn't Farmer the farm <laughs> the farm guy they show the random the random basically? Bro, you think you think it's gonna be a random? I don't, I don't think it's. I think it, my money is on John. I'm putting in my bet right now. John, Farmer Boy is John. John feels I, like the ultimate. Like I had things twisted. I want to make amends for it. So I'd go to you know an orphanage and help out Historia and be like, "Yo, yeah. this is the sacrifice I could make because I can't become a titan right now, but I'll at least do this." So that's what I feel like is coming from John. Uh well, in all honesty, I think it might just be Aaron, just because I thought that maybe there was some kind of romantic interest that they had with each other. Because I don't really, because I'm missing like what half of season two and then season oh, three and yeah. part season three, so I'm not really sure what the relationship was. But with how adamant he is on like protecting her, I kind of assume it's Aaron. And when he mentioned earlier on that wagon ride that he didn't want any of those guys to inherit the Titan, I figure you know if you're if you're pumping babies and you have like royal blood. I might as well just, you know, be your baby daddy and then hope that <laughs> kids have the founding blood or the founding titan and they have the blood. So it kind of like meshes well together. Um, that's what I was thinking. And I used to think it was Farmer Boy. But when I was looking at the uh, like the face that Historia was showing when she met up with the Farmer Boy again, she didn't seem that great to meet up with the guy, you know. Well, so, okay. I don't really think that's going If it happen. was Farmer Boy, I, don't think, <laughs> I think she's doing just because like, because they mentioned too, I think like if... Um, if she's pregnant, she can't really inherit the, the beast titan just yet because there's mm. too much risk. So I think, I think they're saying like Yelena told her that like she could get pregnant to delay like Zeke's plan a little bit. Yeah. Until like Aaron messed it up or something. So. Mm -hmm. And so that you know transitions us really well into the next part of this episode where we do see that conversation between the upper like military brass where you know they're drinking a lot of this wine they're having a good time but they're morely more so you know further honing in on the conflict now of like okay are we gonna go with zeke's plan and agree to what the azamabito clan wants to do or you know are people trying to throw wrenches into the plan you know we have aaron going off on his own agenda we have yelena as you just mentioned david potentially trying to get um that transfer of Zeke's power delayed because Yelena doesn't want Zeke to die at the end of the day since she idolizes him so much. Um, but the other thing that we get insight into and kind of is like a, um, what's the word I want to use? Kind of like a teaser of potential things to come or that they focus directly on. Yeah, mm -hmm. foreshadowing. Thank you. Um, is with the uh, wine when they, you know, yes. yell at the Marleyan um, servant, like, hey, bring us more wine. And then he goes down to the cellar and he's like, oh, Nicolo, like, which wine? Is it this one? And Nicolo's like, yes, this one. Yeah, fully pan away from it. So it's like, oh. Yeah, it's totally yeah. not going to be poison, guys. Come on. Totally. <laughs> yeah, not. I was going to say, what do, you, what do you guys think? Oh, God. I, it, well, it I mean, sketchy, you're shaking but... it pretty much. Yeah, you know. You mm -hmm. shake that wine like that. I think you deserve to die. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. And you got to figure Nicolo's got not much to live for after what happened to Sasha. So, yeah. man, when the I was reading the manga is... through those parts, I that did not stand out to me as anything important at all. So, like, to watch it in the anime where it's so obvious, I'm like, how did I miss this? <laughs> Same way, admittedly. So, I guess with the animation, it makes it more easier to tell when they drop hints like that. Like, mm -hmm. like if you're just watching standstill shots in the manga, you probably won't notice the hints because they they pan that shot for a couple seconds like more than necessary mm -hmm. so 
It was yeah. clear. And it has like, like three drop shots. dark shadows over everybody's faces just to give like this ominous, like dark, like, all right, this is the one. Like, you, you got it. Attention. Like, Pay attention. Yeah. And Nicolo's in the cellar. I mean, anytime you put a person in the cellar, that's a bad oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, that's not where the wine is being stored or anything. <laughs> oh, nah, quote nah, unquote, nah. wine. Yes. Yes. Yeah, um, it's. It's hard yeah, to say, ahead. though, who is behind this. And, uh, I mean, is it going to be Yelena's crew? Is it Kiyomi? Like, that's the thing I love about the show is there's so many things going on that you're like, hmm, I wonder who's working with who to set this up. But I, I have no idea. No crazy theory here. Yeah, I think that's one of the things I really enjoy about the later parts of Attack on Titan is you have a lot of different factions that have now come into play. Whereas the beginning is always this really, like, you know, humans versus Titans. And then now it's just continually evolved into I like mean, multiple different, you know, countries and personal interests. I feel like, like the beginning is more like more horror, like horror, like survival and stuff, like just and uh, the despair. When now and now, like as they get more power, it's I guess I have to balance it more with uh, the factions. Definitely. Yep. Um, and then the last uh, kind of two parts that we had in this episode is we had the one year flashback from the attack on Marley, um, which shows. Um, Aaron, John, Armin, Connie, the gang, uh, building the railroad in Paradis. Um, and I thought that was a, a nice kind of like lighthearted addition of just one. Uh, we had the moment from Levi where Levi shows up and he's just like, I hate how tall you all you've gotten. And, you know, Levi just continues to be his yeah, short he, little, short little like towering above him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Um, and the other Five cute two, part maybe. was, uh, the other screenshot that I linked where, um, Sasha was trying to drink like all the water that they had out there, and like Armin is chasing after. Her, and then has that one screenshot where, you know, uh, Sasha is just like completely engorged with water, and Armin's just kind of like face down, just like fuck, like I couldn't <laughs> stop her. Um, so I thought that was you know cute and gave a, a a further nod to Sasha fans after her you know unfortunate demise by uh, the one who shall not be named for a, well, there, a little there while. Was also- there was Thank also you. her little interaction with Connie, though, too, which I thought was pretty adorable. Them oh, basically just calling each other idiots, like straight to <laughs> yeah, their face. Yeah, that, that was so was good. <laughs> but this um, was this is actually one of my favorite scenes from the manga. I loved this scene. And it's pretty much the scene that, like, cemented in my head, like, for me, how why I care about Aaron as a character. Like, it felt really important to me at the time. So, I don't know. We'll see. But mm, it was definitely. a nice break. Yeah, and I, I, think, I think it was really... Oh, go ahead, Sasha. I was going to say... Just real quick, I think the only way the scene could have been better if Aaron was like, you know what, Connie, I love you, bro. You can't have the Titan. He's like, Sasha, you too. You're awesome. He's like, Armin, Mikasa, it goes without saying. And he's like, Sean, I just got one thing to say to you. Just pulls out a knife and stabs him in the stomach. He's like, bro, I always hated you. <laughs> stamp, stamp. And then uh, this is back for scout yep. training. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, That's all I got to say. All right. Anyways, oh, uh, back to man. you. But no, I I think uh, I really enjoyed, you know, that scene as well. It really shows kind of the emotion that Aaron had or still has for um, the main kind of like survey corpse grew that he went through training and all these events with. Um, but then immediately, you know, after those scenes, we get the transition now back to current time where Mikasa, Gene, Connie, and Armin are sitting in the room talking about like, what they're going to do with Aaron. Can Aaron be trusted? And, you know, Mikasa is yes. always as bay as you put it, Sasha. 
um you know she's still in this mindset of like aaron's doing these things for a reason guy like we're fine and you know connie just comes completely you know in, in a rightful left field of just saying like well wh what about sasha then like you know why was he laughing when he heard that she died and we see that mikasa is kind of like oh shit like I got nothing. And even, you know, John kind of does the little stare away of like, yeah, I can't, I can't help you in this one. Like I'm all on board with Connie. So a lot touch, of tension. Do we ever touch base on that when he did laugh at, at the episode? Seriously. I've always been confused about this like mysterious laugh. Cause I hear people talk about it all the time, but like we had talked about how he remembered Sasha, you know, goofing off with like the meat stuff and how he was like laughing at that memory and the yeah. anime, you don't see him laugh at all. And in the manga, Wait. He might. I think oh, it's no. that. We see him we laugh do. in the anime. He does. When? Because I watched that scene like five he times. Asks Connie, oh, he's like, like Connie, remember? what were her last words? And Connie was like, yeah. meat. And then right. he just yeah. looks to him, he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he has this laughing. maniacal yeah. laugh yeah. because, like Joker's you know. And, and, and it's totally, you know, um, warranted from Connie because from that perspective, and I'm sure, you know, he didn't talk further of, with Aaron of like, why the fuck were you laughing? Because Aaron just finds it funny of like, you know, the results of his action resulted in, you know, this girl's death who just wanted to be free and enjoy like, you know, the bounty of a normal life, you know, a farm life. And so I think, you know, obviously Aaron didn't intend for it to come out that way, but... When you have, you know, him the way he is and obviously not disclosing a lot of his thoughts to his quote unquote, you know, friends, then I can totally see why Connie's just like, yeah, fuck him. Like he gave no shits about what he did and how it resulted in uh, Sasha's death. Yeah, yeah. And then, I think from no, Connie's perspective. Oh, go ahead. Cool. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say from Connie's perspective, you know, it, it's hard to see and justify any type of laughter, especially in a situation where the person you cared about the most, I would argue, has just died in a brutal fashion. Whereas I think from Aaron's perspective, what we're seeing is you're seeing the weight of all the memories he just absorbed from What's-Her-Face, um, Nun Sister Lady, uh, Warhammer Titan, plus um, mm. the fact that he's had to do all this on his own. He's been having salami legs for God knows how long. And I think what had happened, my personal take on it, is... He wanted a positive memory of her. And so when he said meat, he's like, oh, that's ridiculous. That's just like Sasha. <laughs> but because, you know, he's tied up, he's missing his legs, or he was, and he's just been through the ringer, that came off more as just like a weird satanic laugh as opposed to, yeah, this is one last laugh and uh, of a good memory of, of a very close friend who just passed away as opposed to, yeah, I'm a sick and twisted creep who just, you know, randomly laughs at people's deaths. So I think... It yeah. was misinterpreted because of the lack of context surrounding it. But uh, no, I, I get both sides. And that's what the show has done really well is show that at the end of the day, war is war. Like pick your side. But at the end of the day, both sides are going to have good and bad to them. Yeah, I think the other thing with Aaron is that, you know, since the very beginning and in, in typical, you know, shonen protagonist style, like he wants to achieve everything with no deaths. He wants to, you know, just be this uh, symbol of good towards, you know, getting this freedom. And I think specifically in that remembrance of Sasha, he really kind of remembers like the absurdity of what's going on and also the futility of like him trying to break this cycle. And as we see, like he's not, he's, he's just continuing in the same cycle that's been done for years and years. So it's really kind of just like this frustration of what he wanted to accomplish versus 
what's happening, even though he thought he was doing what was best at the end of the day. So, yeah. Um, other than that, I know we just ended off with uh, a quick snippet of Levi and Zeke in the forest. And Levi, again, just mad dog and Zeke. Like, he wants to kill him if he does literally anything, if he breathes funny. Like, Levi's just looking for a reason to cut this man down. <laughs> so... And I think um, he's justified because Zeke was staring at that book like, yo, I'm expecting something to go down right about meow. And then, you know, that's right. Also when the he was like an extra cocky of just like, oh, the same kind of thing with with Aaron of like, you know, oh, you guys think like I'm trapped. This is my prison. It's like, haha, jokes on you. Like that's, you know, perception is not what you think potentially. So, by the way, I got to put man as best form Aaron right now. It's like perfect sell. He's just looking that good. You know, like I, I think. Flashback Aaron with his weird haircut where he kind of looks like Sasuke. Terrible. Worst Aaron ever. Um, Original Aaron would be a tier above that. I think Keanu Reeves Aaron is second best. But man, man bun Aaron, like he could teach me yoga anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's even funny that you bring that up because I forgot that Hanji actually mentions that when he first talks to Aaron. He's just like, hey, I really like what you're doing like with your hair. Like before, like when you were looking like a hobo, like that wasn't a good look, man. But this ponytail, this man bun, like... That's what's yep. up. Oh. <laughs> he, he should have said, like, how could you see that with your one eye? It was like, oh, oh. <laughs> dang, oh, bro. Too soon? Dang. Too soon. All right, guys. Yeah, too soon. Yeah, too so, soon. Um, but yeah, the only other thing that I can think that uh, I didn't bring up yet is just that um, at the end of the train scene, they're talking about um, how the negotiations with the Azumabitos aren't really going well, just depend uh, based on like the internal conflicts that they have, whether or not they want to agree to the terms. And then it kind of ends to the point where they're saying that, hey, like maybe we should establish like a base of recon in Marley. Um, so now we kind of have that like potential path now to explore further of like what happened in the one year between, you know, them potentially visiting marley or some sorts of setting up this base of recon to when aaron kind of just disappears and goes to marley on his own i feel like the base is a slavish right because like aaron was sending letters to somebody when he was in marley and he's not going to send the letters to paragus so maybe <laughs> the base is already established and that's where he was sending the letters to maybe. yeah could I be i think it's that. something yeah we'll have to see kind of what we what we get next here but um yeah i think that's pretty much everything yeah you covered yeah. everything very well you're yeah. the real mvp justin I know, right? thank no, you man, but hey. i have to again thanks sasha he sent me this breakdown video on youtube that as an anime only has no spoilers and does a great job of you know answering of like okay what time did this scene take place in okay this is two years ago this is one year ago you know what did they do differently from the manga versus anime and completely spoiler free so hmm. awesome true yeah. that i got you bro and as always thanks david because I think you were gonna cover a lot, but you just you just you know to be humble, you let Justin take. <laughs> no, over. no, no, he carried my Always. sorry ass. <laughs> Although I was, uh, nah, nah, one, nah. I was gonna bring up one more thing, but um, because I think they're saying how like in the beginning, Aaron was just pissed about the rum, the the plan, the roaming plan, because and the whole like mm. um using his story and whatever. But then like I think they were saying were they saying later that in the end, like he, even though he was whole against like Zeke's plan and. He ended up going with it anyways, and that's what all really just confused everyone. Like he just flipped on his his like what he was thinking. Is that is it that is that what I'm reading yeah. or 
No, yeah. I think you're right. And I think it's because, Aaron, like I said, Aaron, it goes back to that conversation he had with Armin. Armin's like, maybe we could talk it out, guys. Hey, peace, peace. Change our image over time. And Aaron's like, we ain't got time for that, bro. We're going to be demons forever if we do yeah. that. So I think he, he's just saying, like, listen, if we're going to do this, we got to do this right meow. And the only way we can do this is by working with Zeke. So I think that's it's a tough predicament. These, that's the only valid option they have because... Everything else is going to take too long, and they just don't have the time on their hands. Agreed. Yeah, I do kind of like how um, Isayama left this kind of ambiguous for the reader. Like you kind of, you can see that people are surprised that Aaron went back on his original intentions and stuff like that. He's going along with Zeke's plan, but like even. Even now, we're all still like, is that really what's going on? Like, I, I like the fact that he kind of like leaves us in the dark, really, from what Aaron, what's going on in Aaron's head. They do yeah, a good I mean, job of it. I find it hard to believe that Aaron is going along. I think he has his own personal agenda, and he just makes him, he's just making people think he's going with Zeke's plan. Because I find it hard to believe that he would follow Zeke after everything that's that they've been through. Ooh. Like, I still find it hard to believe that Zeke and them are actually like fully cooperating with each other and being completely transparent about everything. Cause I'm pretty sure Zeke has his own like hidden agenda. And like, I'm sure Aaron's got his own, just like how the, uh, the Japanese got their own hidden agenda as well. Uh, so I seriously doubt that everyone's just fully cooperating with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a really good point. That too. I think that's also why like, I'm just, or at least most, most people are just like, we're confused about the situation. Yeah. Cause it's not being transparent. Mm -hmm yeah plus it Word makes it more down. epic right at the end if it was like oh my god i like i wasn't following your plan i was following my plan all along you know like i'm the big yeah, some 40 it's like the, 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 the uno yeah. reverse card it's just like oh i play this he's like reverse and it's like no 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 reverse <laughs> yeah. so who can just outbrain the other because <laughs> i want an epic like an epic plot twist that's what i'm looking for <laughs> since it's the final oh, season he wants like that the quadruple like agent or something <laughs> like mm-hmm Watch, he's gonna shoot Aaron in the heart, and then the show's gonna like almost like go to blackout, fade to black, and then we see Zeke approach his body, and he takes off his glass. He goes, "I'm soon of me." Goes to hunt down the, the treasure. crossover. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Oh god. All right. But yeah, another you know episode in the book, so to speak, and we're you know getting closer and closer to the 16 episode mark. So yeah. six episodes yeah. left interesting to see where we get to and i know i think we talked about it on previous podcasts but especially with kind of what happened with the demon slayer movie do you guys all think that you know if they do continue it would sounds... you still want it to be potentially a movie or no are you now more so like it needs show. to be a, a part two i always right? want no, tv series so but yeah. you know, we don't we don't always get what we want so for the sake yeah. of the naming scheme, it better be a movie. Because if you make a final season part two, I'm gonna, I'm gonna trip. Right? Hey, I mean, they <laughs> yes. did it with Harry Listen, Potter. I'd rather do it here. trips than all of us trip because we're waiting three years <laughs> to get no a movie. No, my opinions That's matter. Right. Okay. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So It'd be the final no, that... season part two. It could be the final final season. Like, like, yeah. come the, on, the final season like, for really? real. Like yeah. and then the then, they'll, then they'll do a third <laughs> final season. The final season for real this time, director's edition. <laughs> I'll Dude, only be satisfied with that if if like there was a translation error on the Japanese side and they didn't mean yes. final season. They meant something else, but the English 
uh, translator was like, you know what? Fuck it. Final season. Close enough. <laughs> like, that's the only way I'll be okay with that. It's like that really lazy Japanese marketing that you see where they completely mess up English grammar. I could yeah. watch the next season. It would be called season final. <laughs> final season. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's called the end. Naruto. Oh, the last. Yeah. Until Boruto. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh God. Please, no. All right. Yes. I think yeah. I think that's for uh, wrap it up here. It's a fun discussion. I didn't realize anything we get this much. So yeah, shout out to everyone for caring. Yep. I thought this would be actually a shorter episode. So shout out to Hot Pockets for sponsoring this. Oh yes, 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 that too. All right, we're in here. And, Thanks uh, for uh, uh, shout, shout out to Ulysses as well for the comment. Oh yeah, class. for previous oh. week. Oh yeah, yeah Ulysses, Ulysses always locking it down. Are they're always locking it down? Sasha's Whoever you are, you team Ulysses. I'm I'm on that side. Sasha's bro. got your back with the man bun, Aaron. Yep, that's what's I got up. your back. That's what's up. The, I want to call them gun blades, but they're not. You know, I got your back with those. Okay, that's it nice. for that's yes. for now. We'll see you next time. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Better, than Better than seven. All right, out. I wish I did not Google his artwork. All right. Not in disrespect <laughs> to the skill level, in disrespect to the actual material that's being depicted. Yeah. Now I'm curious what popped up. Just, just let me do Junji Ito artwork and uh, oh boy. let's just say yeah. I want to crawl back to my basement. Oh, yikes. Okay. Let's just say him I, and uh, I see nothing wrong here, bro. It's pretty normal. <laughs> yeah, totally, bro. <laughs> The cat's looking all right, you know. If you got salami legs, yeah, I agree. (laughs) Yeah, man, Aaron would fit right in. (laughs) I could see this guy and that one guy, uh, the creator of uh, Made in Abyss, just having a party. (laughs) God.